0: Hi, I'm Rob McConkey. Welcome to the Happy Hacker Goes West in 2022. I'm with 150 golfers travelling through Western Queensland, playing a couple of rounds of golf each weekend at Roma, Tambo, Barcaldine, Winton, The Isa, and Birdsville. We're all after the winners' gold jacket and a million dollars for a hole in one at Birdsville. On the way, I'm checking out the vibe of the local communities in Western Queensland. What makes them tick? Winton in central western Queensland is about two hundred kilometres north west of Longreach. It's known for many things. It's the home of the age of dinosaurs and the Waltzing Matilda Centre. It's open downs country and that means it's cattle country and a good place to fossick for gems. Les Barnes is from Victoria, but he spends a few months each year in the region fossicking for gems and selling his ants. They're made from garnets. That's why he's called
1: the Ant Man. Meet Les Barnes. I really enjoy making garnet ants. So I started off, someone gave me an ant, which I thought it wasn't very good I thought I can do better than that so I spent about four or five months perfecting the design of my ants and I started using the garnets that are not suitable for faceting for you know gemstone jewelry now ants are very little these ants aren't very little what's the range in size that you have they're all about the same size. Some of them are slightly bigger. But, but they're, what, about a couple about, of inches? Oh, about an inch and a half, I suppose, up to two inches. Yeah, inch and a half to two inches long. Or, uh, what would be, 30 to 50 mils long? And you've got them all over your hat. They're red ants. Yeah, they're red ants. They're made with garnets. And what we do is we go fossicking for the garnets, and we go to the garnet field. There's a place, for instance, near here called uh, Moronan Station. And they have what's called Fullerton River garnets, and those garnets are a pink plum colour, and they are just beautiful. So I then tumble them; they get tumbled for three months. To what does tumble them. mean? Tumble them means washing them in a in a, a round tumbling machine with grit to polish them up, okay. and it polishes the stones. When you first see the stones, they look like road gravel. No joke. Um, After they've been polished, they sparkle like you wouldn't believe. And then how do you select the pieces? Because, you know, you've got the head, the abdomen and the thorax and they're all different sizes. And they're all different shapes too. And so when I make my ants, I have to select a piece that looks like an abdomen, looks like a thorax or looks like a head. And then I make up the the wire frame out of uh, artistic wire, copper artistic wire. And then I glue the ant body together and then I shape up the ant and people absolutely love them. Now you've come all the way to, from Anglesey in Victoria to A. Fossic and B. your Ants. How far afield have your ants gone? I've sold ants to Canada. Um, I've sold them in Germany. I've sold them in UK. Now these are $30. What, what do the prices go up to? The most expensive ant I guess um, is about about $50, I suppose, for an ant. But when I start making things like garnet butterflies or garnet dragonflies, they can be 150 a $180 because the amount of work in a dragonfly and a butterfly is much, much more than an ant. Do you love doing it? I absolutely adore doing it. What do you love about it? Well, first of all, I can do it any place. I can do it while I'm on the road. I can do it when I'm when I'm... Uh, sitting watching or not watching TV, and I can have music on in the background, and I can. It's a relaxing process of making the ants. They sort of say mindful is the expression they use these days. Well, I suppose it is, yeah. But apart from that, I also make jewellery. But let's just talk about the insects first. I started off with ants, I moved to dragonflies and butterflies, and then. I got really uh, creative and started making praying mantises and bees and spiders. The Don't you haven't got too big a range? I no, mean, I just keep going, making different yeah. things. And people people come up to me. Uh, one lady came up to me and said, "Listen, this is before I've made any spiders." She said, "Look, I've got a spider phobia, and I would like you to make me a spider." So I said, all right, I'll make you a spider. So I made her essentially a funnel-web spider. It looked pretty gruesome. Mm. I saw her, this was 12 or 15 months ago. I saw her about two two weeks before we left, about a month ago, and I said, how's it going with the spider? She said, I can walk up and touch that spider now. Mm. So you've almost helped her cure her phobia? I'd never, I'd never thought of my spiders as yeah. being therapeutic, but it's a therapeutic spider helping her overcome her phobia of spiders.
0: And Liz, you love coming up here to, to Queensland for the winter months sure. of Victoria.
1: Yes, up here it's, it's really lovely. The weather, the weather is, is nice. But also the people up here are really friendly. I've never, ever, ever had any trouble with people in, in Queensland and up in the Northern Territory as well. It's, it's been wonderful.
0: Liz Barnes, the Ant Man. This is The Happy Hacker Goes West in 22. I'm Robin McConkey. <laughs> I do really want to talk about opals because they're my birthstone. Okay. This is boulder opal territory. What's sure. the difference between boulder opal that you get in, say, for instance, Winton and black opal in Lightning Ridge and yep. the stuff you get in Cuperpedia? They are very different types of
1: opal. If you take a piece of opal from around this way, it's called matrix opal. And what you've got is you've got layers of jasper and ironstone and they've got cracks in them and the opal uh, is infused into Mm -hmm. the stones and so you see layers or sorry bands of opal colour within the stone and so it looks like the stone is actually glowing with with blue colour or whatever the colour of the opal is. And what sort of colours, the range of colours you get in boulder opal? It's unlimited, you can get yellows, you can get pinks, orange, blues, greens... This one I'm holding in my hand is mostly a blue one, but I've got other opal here which is blue or green or yellow, mm. and they all vary. And it's, it's where the, the silica-infused water has seeped mm. into the rock and then become opalized, and so it just forms these beautiful seams right through the rock. Now,
0: what I love about this too, in a piece of jewellery, it's a necklace, yeah. is the simplicity of the design that you have. Sometimes opals can become quite garish. That's
1: true. I, my focus has always been on making jewellery that focuses on the stone. I'm not trying to present brilliant pieces of silverwork. What I'm trying to do is allow the stone to speak for itself. Do you polish the stone, or do you buy them already polished? No, I polish the stone. Even when I buy a piece that's been polished by a miner, I find that they don't make them, or they don't, they don't polish them the way I would like. Mm. So I re-polish just about every piece of stone that I've got. Is it magic as you're doing it, or do you know what you're going to get? I've got a pretty good idea of what I'm aiming for. I know what I'm looking for, Uh, but. Sometimes, they, you know, a stone will surprise you. You'll be polishing it and suddenly you'll see even more colour than you thought was there and you think, oh, look at this, it's brilliant.
0: And let's go back to the difference between this. This is matrix yep. opal, boulder opal from Winton and um, black opal from
1: Lightning Ridge. Okay black opal from lightning ridge is usually solid opal i've got some here why is it called black opal well first of all when you see it without any light on it it's black it just looks black but the moment sunlight hits it it shines this electric blue color out at you and some of the black opal what the piece i've got here is is black but with blue opal fire and it's the same on both sides some of the black opal has got more than just one color, it might have multi colors. Black opal is, is well known from Lightning Ridge and it's just glorious. There's some red in there. Some of it really sparkles with life. It's got multiple colors. It's got, you know, you'll see reds, greens, yellows, blues all through black opal. This piece is, as I say, mostly blue, but it's still beautiful. The moment the sunlight hits it, Mm. This is white crystal opal. Now that's white, that's solid opal. In the case of matrix opal, you can see it's. You yeah. can see red in there. Yeah, that's, that's crystal opal, beautiful opal, but it's solid opal. Whereas with matrix opal, you've got jasper and ironstone. There's no jasper and ironstone in matrix opal. Where did this beautiful
0: this white opal from, come from?
1: This came from Cooper Petey. This was a piece I fossicked from on the Mullock Heap.
0: And is there much left in the Muller Keeps, I mean, if you know oh, what you're there. doing?
1: Look, most of these miners <laughs> always miss we'll a bit, and you can find them and pick them up. <laughs> They'll that. either be hidden by the clay or in the uh, limestone, and they get missed, and they get picked up by people, scavengers like me. Do you just, uh, just do it by sluicing it? I mean, just put a, how do you gather it? Well, in the case of garnets, you have to sieve yeah. In the case of opal, what you do is you walk along, and if you spot any, especially in in sunlight, if you spot any sparkle, you pick it up and check it, and if there's a colour there, you say, ha ha, there's some opal in that, and so you then put it away and take it back, cut it up, polish it, and sometimes you get pieces beautiful like that. Liz, when you go
0: into a shop, we're not going to talk about prices and yep. things like that, but... If you're going to a shop and you're thinking about buying some opal, how do you work out whether it's the one you're getting a good one?
1: Well, first of all, my advice is if you're looking for something that is good quality, try and make sure you get a piece of solid opal. You don't want what's called doublets or triplets. What they do is they have a very thin sliver of opal and then they put crystal on the top. It looks pretty. But the problem is sometimes it'll delaminate or break down and it can get damaged. If you've got a piece of solid opal, it will last for life. The other thing is it's a good idea to avoid opal rings. Opal is a soft stone. And opal can be damaged by scratching and stuff like that. I that, I don't make any opal rings. Everything I make is either... Um, pendants or earrings or brooches or things like that opal rings could can be a problem for people because you know just in daily activity you you bump it and scratch it and get it damaged and opal is not particularly good for that that being said opal in jasper like the matrix opal from here it's protected by the jasper and that can be put in rings but pure opal no not a good idea so and then hold it up to the light and see what what dreams it'll bring you exactly what colors and it, look with any gemstone if it if it appeals to you that's a gemstone if it doesn't appeal to you don't buy it don't don't go buying just something that's expensive because expensive doesn't mean it's going to be anything to you
0: Les, you're a very creative man. I'm going to leave it there. Thanks very much for your time and I hope you and your partner have a really successful time up here in Winton before you head back to Anglesey. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks to Les Barnes with a few insights into opals. Catch you soon on the Happy Hacker Goes West in 22. I'm Robin McConkie.